Well, here we are getting set for, yes, the Big 12 championship game this weekend. I can't believe it. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's December, baby. You got Oklahoma State and Baylor this weekend. You've got, yes, the Pokes having a chance at the college football playoff with a win on Saturday against the ninth-ranked Baylor Bears. That's because of the college football playoff rankings and how those things came out on Tuesday night. Oklahoma State is in a very good position. Now, they will be in a great... If Oklahoma State, if you want to have a very good night on Saturday night, if you're a Cowboys fan, here's what you want to have happen, all right? What you want to have happen is you want to make sure... Obviously, you've got to win. You've got to beat Baylor. If Georgia beats Alabama, you're in. Game over. Game, set, match. It's done. All right? That's it. Georgia beats Alabama. It is game over if Oklahoma State wins. They are in. Here's what scares me. Oklahoma State beats Baylor. Oklahoma State right now is number five in the country. One through four is Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati. Then Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beats Baylor. But Alabama beats Georgia. Michigan wins against Iowa. Cincinnati wins against Houston. What happens then? That's a concerning scenario for me where then Oklahoma State, as a 12-1 Power 5 champion in a very good Big 12, does not get into the college football playoff. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I would be very concerned. Now, I'd also be concerned if I was Cincinnati. All right, because what that would then come down to is Oklahoma State as a one-loss Big 12 champ or Cincinnati as an undefeated Group of 5 champion. That's a word because the committee is going to put in Alabama and Georgia in that spot. That's why Alabama beating Auburn at the last second there last week was such a big uh, disappointment because if Alabama had lost, they're, they're not getting into the college football playoff. They're not. Even if they had beaten Georgia, I don't see how they could have gotten into the college football playoff at that point with two losses. They would have dropped down to about, I don't know, probably 8, 9, 10. I don't see, even with a win over Georgia, how they would have gotten in. And then Oklahoma State wins and is in because they would have been the number four team in the country this week, and they would have been sitting there uh, ready to roll, and they would have been in a college football playoff with a win over Baylor. But now it still feels like they need a little bit of help, and I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right, but we see this from the committee. We've seen them get their rocks off to having two SEC teams in the college football playoff. They like to do it. They want to do it. They get uh, they get excited by the possibility and the idea of doing that. So that's what concerns me. And I'm not saying you got to dread this if you're a Cowboys fan. First, you got to take care of business. First, you got to win Baylor, beat Baylor. You got to beat a very good team for the second time in a season. That's always difficult to do, right? But. Boy, I just, I don't trust this committee. I don't. And I would feel bad for Cincinnati as well to be undefeated 
as a group of five team and not get into the playoff, especially since they're a future Big 12 member. But if I stack up one loss Oklahoma State against an undefeated Cincinnati, I am putting Oklahoma State in. Just based on, you know, the schedules, who they've played, and yes, Cincinnati did do everything it could possibly do. It beat Notre Dame. It beat Indiana. Outside of that, didn't meet much of anybody, but either way, they did everything that they could do, and it still wouldn't be good enough, which is why this thing has to either expand or it's got to go back to the old system. Either way, it's got to change. This current format's not working. But uh, Oklahoma State, oh, gosh, I here's what and here's what I'd love to see, by the way. Georgia beats Alabama. Michigan beats Iowa. Oklahoma State beats and I, I'm not saying this from the I'm not trying to, you know, Baylor fans are gonna take this and say, you don't want Baylor to win. For the Big 12, getting into the playoff, from that standpoint, you're correct. I don't. Oklahoma State beats Baylor. And Cincinnati wins. If that happens, Oklahoma State should jump Cincinnati to the number three seed. And then you would get Georgia, Cincinnati in the first round, Michigan, Oklahoma State uh, in the 2-3 matchup. That would be awesome. And by the way, the over-under on that Michigan-Oklahoma State game might be like 22. I'm just saying. That is going to be a defensive slugfest. And I can't wait to watch it if that ends up happening. So Baylor is too far down, even with a win, to jump into the playoff. What, what stings you if you're a Baylor fan is that TCU loss. And that TCU loss, that burns you. Looking back on it, should have known it was a trap game. Baylor's looking at TCU as a mediocre team. They've got one loss. They're flying high. Uh, they're coming off a win over Texas. TCU has just fired Gary Patterson. Not fired Gary Patterson. Parted ways with Gary Patterson. And uh, it was a total trap spot for the Baylor Bears. And they got caught. They got caught with their pants down in that one. And if they had one loss right now, they'd be playing for a chance to be in the college football playoff. If both those teams had one loss, Oklahoma State would be sitting there at five and Baylor might be sitting there at six. And let me add this. Notre Dame, no business being in the college football playoff. You don't play a conference title game. Get out of here with that garbage and get out of here with your terrible schedule. Who did Notre Dame beat this year? You slip by a bad Florida State team. You beat Purdue. Wisconsin's your best win. You lost to Cincinnati. You beat a garbage USC team. UNC, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford all down. I mean, come on with this schedule, Notre Dame. It's basically a group of five schedule is what it is. Notre Dame essentially has a group of five schedule. Maybe slightly better. But that's about it. I, I, Notre Dame, and then they don't play in the conference title game because they want to keep their independence. Uh, ask TCU, by the way. Thinking back to TCU beating Iowa State 55-3, to sitting in that, what, three or four seed and then getting blown out of the playoff because, well, no conference championship. That's what we were told at the time. No conference championship. Can't let them in. No way, no how. It's, it's, it's committee things a disaster. Absolute disaster. Um, the other big news here I want to touch on is Matt Campbell. He is staying at Iowa State, baby. I hope I'm not jinxing this, but Notre Dame is going with Marcus Freeman, their defensive coordinator, as their head coach. They are keeping most of that most of that coaching staff in place. And I was concerned that if Notre Dame had called Matt Campbell, guess what? 
That would have been problematic. And maybe, just maybe, Matt Campbell having a mediocre season this year in a year when his team was ranked in the top 10 in the preseason, maybe that actually hurt Iowa State. Or maybe that actually hurt Matt Campbell from, you know, having the chance to leave Iowa State. Because I I think Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State, those are the jobs. Notre Dame and the big Big Ten jobs are the jobs that Matt Campbell would consider leaving Iowa State for. I never thought this idea of him going to Washington was serious. I don't think he's a fit at a place like USC. I mean, if they threw stupid money at him, maybe. They threw Lincoln Riley money at him, maybe. I mean, you're going to give a guy $100 million and buy him a $6 million house, although $6 million bucks in L.A., Lincoln will be in a shack for $6 million. Have fun with that, Lincoln. But anyway, uh, yeah, he might have taken that job because that's life-changing, multi-generational changing kind of money. But otherwise, you know, Matt Campbell is staying at Iowa State, and that's a big deal because going into this season, all right, if you told an Iowa State fan back in August, hey, you're preseason top 10, all right? Don't tell them how the season's going to play out, but say you're preseason top 10, and after the season, USC, Notre Dame, Florida are all going to be open. LSU. How do you feel about keeping Matt Campbell? They'd probably say not great, and they'd be right to say not great. I wouldn't feel great if I was an Iowa State fan in that spot. And I'm sure that uh, many of them were squirming here the last few weeks. But I saw a great meme. Uh, The guys over at Wide Right Natty Light put together a great, great meme that was um, (laughs) – it was Matt Campbell's head on Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street when he's like, I'm not leaving. The show goes on with a bunch of, you know, curse words in between. They're going to have to get the National Guard to take me out of here. Uh, it was so good. It was so good. It was so funny. And um, it's it's one that's definitely worth taking a look at and uh, watching. It's up on our Twitter page, uh, at Heartland underscore CS. Go check it out there. Very, very funny stuff. So that's where we're at right now on the coaching carousel. Matt Campbell hanging on uh, at Iowa State. And I know that Iowa State fans are breathing a major sigh of relief There was some drinks flowing late in the week around Ames, Iowa. That's for darn sure. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Coming up, I will give you my pick, my prediction for the Big 12 championship game this weekend. But uh, first, you want to place a bet on that game? I've got a bet that I like a lot. And if you place a bet on this game on Saturday, use our friends at mybookie.com because they've got a – 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's right. You deposit up to $1,000. Use our promo code BIG12. That is BIG12. BIG12. And you double your money right out of the gates. $100, $200, $500, up to $1,000. They will double your money at mybookie.com using our promo code BIG12. And then you can use the extra money for the NFL, the bowl games. You can't go wrong here with a deal like this that's why people ask how can we help the site all of our content is free depositing on my bookie is a small way uh where by the way you get plenty out of it you can place your bets and you help out this site the show and the process keep growing 
So we appreciate you guys. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. That is big one too. Well, here we go. It's time for our preview and prediction of the Big 12 championship game between the Oklahoma State Cowboys and the Baylor Bears. There you go. Let's get into it. And I'll tell you what. First off, let me say this much. We're at the end of the season. I want to thank you as a listener, whether it's on the podcast, on the radio show. Uh, if you're someone that, you know, is part of what we do on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're in all those places. Thank you. This has been our most successful season by a mile. I've been doing this for seven years now. I launched this website. I launched Heartland College Sports in the fall of 2014. We are now in the fall of 2021. And if you told me this site would get to where it's been, I would never have believed you. I just wouldn't have. I didn't think it was possible to do things like reach uh, a million page views a month on the website. The amount of downloads that we're getting, the tens of thousands of folks that we are hitting on a monthly basis around the conference. And I still believe that there is plenty of room to grow as well, to keep this thing going, to uh, move it in the right direction with guys like Derek Duke and Matthew Postens to those who have been around for a long time, like Dave Beal, Cameron Brock, and then those who are newcomers to what we do. Brian Clinton, Tory Couch, uh, many others, George McCormick, and others that I'm leaving out, but not on purpose. I don't have a list right in front of me. I'm just letting this thing rip. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We have become, it's not even close now, we are the premier Big 12 media outlet. We are. Nobody does what we do. Nobody. Some have tried, and they have failed, and that's okay. That's all right. But we have just grinded this thing along for seven years now, and it is reaching levels that I didn't know were possible when I was hopeful and thankful to just have 10 readers back in the day on a given article. Boy, things have changed. So thank you guys for that. I, I genuinely cannot thank you enough. All right, let's get to this game where you've got the Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on the Baylor Bears for the Big 12 championship. And uh, Oklahoma State's been a covering machine. They are 9-2-1 and one against the spread this season. Baylor is 8-4 and four against the spread this season. So both these teams have been in a pretty good place when you talk about the spread and how they've been doing as the season has gone on. Oklahoma State was 9-0 and against the spread in their last nine games. They got a push last week against the Oklahoma Sooners in that Bedlam win, 37-33. Now for this game itself, though. You know, this is going to be a game that is all about defense. Defense, defense, defense. And it is, by the way, just the second top 10 clash between Oklahoma State and Baylor. The first one came back in 2015. It's also the 13th time Oklahoma State that the Cowboys have played in a game against any opponent in which both teams were ranked in the top 10. So this is pretty unusual on both sides, okay? It's pretty unusual. And there are a few questions that I have going into this game. First off, Baylor at quarterback. Gary Bohannon is considered uncertain for Saturday's game. So that would mean that Blake Shapin would get the nod for the Bears. Now, I'm okay with that. Blake Shapin has looked pretty solid here over the last couple of weeks, game and a half, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but having a freshman in this spot 
is difficult. It's very difficult. It's a completely different beast. You're talking about a defense that is better than anything he's seen the past game and a half against K-State and Texas Tech. Completely different animal on the biggest stage of his life as a freshman for Blake Shapin, if he does end up getting the start. That is very difficult. I'd feel better about this if Bohannon was in there, but either way. What Baylor needs to do in this game is get the running game going and get it going early. They do have the best rushing offense in the Big 12 at nearly 230 rushing yards per game, and they own that top stop, that top spot by a wide margin. But here's the thing. Oklahoma State's got the number one rushing defense in the Big 12. So you've got number one versus number one. Who or what is going to give? What Baylor has to hope is that Abram Smith can break off a couple of big runs early and then uh, that will open things up a little bit for Blake Shapin. Not open things up a lot against this defense, but open things up a little bit. And I do also believe that a guy like Jim Knowles is going to throw things at Baylor and throw things at um, at Blake Shapin that he has not seen before. You know, if you look at Oklahoma State's defense, we had a tweet a few weeks ago about this. These dudes are men. All right, these dudes are 21, 22, in some cases 23 years old. And that is uh, not something that you're used to seeing when you talk about a freshman in college like Blake Shapin playing guys who are, you know, could be in the NFL in terms of their age, right? I mean, I don't have Blake Shapin's age in front of me here. I know he's a redshirt freshman. So what is he, 18, 19 years old? 19, maybe he's 20. But those of us who know, know that 20 to 23 can be a pretty darn big difference. So I, I don't love Blake Shapin in this spot, but... Baylor's running game combined with Baylor's defense can keep them in this game. Absolutely keep them in this game. Now, on the other side of the ball, a big turnover would help. Like A guy like Jalen Petrie, who was named the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, first defensive back in the league to be named the Defensive Player of the Year since 2013. You got to go back a ways. It's pretty impressive stuff. So this is a guy who's got 15 and a half tackles for loss. He's top 11 in the Big 12 in passes defended and interceptions. And he's the only player in the nation with at least three forced fumbles, three forced fumble recoveries or three fumble recoveries, and at least two interceptions. If they can get a big turnover against Spencer Sanders, try to bottle up Jalen Warren, who's been a little bit banged up here as of late, uh, and get that momentum going early, it's a game changer for the Baylor Bears in this game. Now, for Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders is playing some of the best football I think he's playing over the last few weeks, the best football of his Oklahoma State career. Uh, You look at what he did on Saturday. uh, On the ground, by the way, he was highly effective on the ground. He had that 37-yard touchdown run, 93 yards. That was a team high on Saturday. Threw for over 200 with one score and a couple of picks. Uh, But this guy is showing that dual-threat ability at a high level that Oklahoma State fans have been waiting for for three seasons now. And it feels like Oklahoma State as well is just, it's peaking. It's a team that feels like it's peaking at the right time. And then I get that defense with a quarterback who feels like he's hitting his stride in a way that he's never hit it in his career. And, you know, I start to like Oklahoma State more and more. Something else to watch in this game, by the way. Oklahoma State has racked up 49 sacks in 12 games. That's 17 more than anyone else in the league. But the Bears have protected their quarterback all season, giving up the fewest sacks in the Big 12 this year, just 12. 
Large part of that, though, is because they're running the ball effectively. Gary Bohannon uh, has the ability to get out of the pocket when he needs to. He doesn't sit back there and wait and get himself in trouble. But with Blake Shape and a freshman in that spot, if he is not getting rid of this ball quickly and efficiently, it's going to be ugly. It is going to be ugly for this Baylor Bears offense, and that is going to open things up for the Oklahoma State Cowboys in this game. But I am going to pick the Oklahoma State Cowboys with a 24-20 victory over the Baylor Bears on Saturday and win the Big 12 and improve the 12-1. I do believe Baylor will cover the spread. It's up to 5.5 points. I will take Baylor plus the 5.5. I will take Oklahoma State with an outright win and their first Big 12 championship in 10 years since 2011. There you go. I'm Pete Mundo on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Appreciate you guys each and every day. Use our promo code BIG12 at MyBookie.com and also leave a rating and a review. Rating and review and get a free Heartland College Sports koozie. When you do that, send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at HeartlandCollegeSports.com when you leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you for a recap show on Saturday.